This podcast was brought to you by mozo.com.au. What is happening, everyone? I reckon it sounds like you've tuned into another news roundup from us here at the Finance Burrito. As always, I'm Mozo Finance Journalist Liv G, and uh, joining me is my fellow Mozo word and number expert, Tom Watson. What's up with you, Tom? Hey, Liv. How's it going? Um, what's been Good. up? Oh, aside from some like lovely timed drilling in my building i've been i've been Exciting. in a bit of a like a wild west mood of late i've been i've been listening Ooh. to like a podcast series on billy the kid and i've been re-watching Ooh. deadwood um the tv series yeah. and yeah i don't know why i'm just i'm obviously going insane in lockdown so there we go <laughs> you need a bit of something um there's a fantastic show just a bit of a personal plug called miracle workers and it has uh old uh, harry potter what's his name daniel radcliffe Ooh, in it and there's a, radcliffe. Uh, there, there's a western season it's a uh, hilarious uh, must watch anyway continue news yeah Sorry. yeah <laughs> <laughs> back to today's actual topic which is not the wild west mm. sadly maybe one day um so yeah. since we uh since we rounded up our deep dive season into digital finance last week we are back at it with the news again as you said Liv, and uh i believe we've got quite a few topics in store today we do. We found some intriguing finance news headlines from over the last week or so, and we're ready to get stuck into investigating them all. So shall we? Yes, let's go. Here are the hot topics in Moneyland. Now, I want to kick things off by uh, going back in time just a little bit. So we're going to cast our minds way back to the very beginning of our sustainability season of the podcast, so not last time, the season before. Um, And we talked about all the different kinds of sort of investment choices we have for super funds and banks and um, the choices that those institutions make and whether or not they are ethical and sustainable and therefore – yeah, how how your money invested in those uh, organisations can support sustainable or not sustainable things. Do you vaguely remember that, Tom? I do. It was one of my favourite topics that we've uh, dived into. Yeah, it was a biggie. There's like this, yeah, so much to it, but it's really fascinating. And there's been a bit of recent news on the subject, which is uh, not necessarily great news, which is disappointing. Mm. Um, but basically, it's that some super funds. Uh, appear to be failing in those sort of sustainable efforts despite advertising ethical and environmentally conscious investment uh, strategies. So that's not great. Um, but basically the situation is so super funds which claim to be ethical or sustainably driven, they follow a um, uh, it's like an industry term called ESG investment orientation. And that basically stands for environmental social governance or and like it refers to those um, – factors that are taken into account when making investment decisions Mm. and assessing sort of the risk of each investment. And basically on each of those fronts, they're trying to do things that are good for humanity and the natural environment. That sounds good. It sounds good, yes. Um, So basically superannuation consultancy business, and they're called Evergreen Consultants, so they've already got a bit of um, an environmental angle. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what they do. Um, They've said around um, 10% of the super funds that they've sort of looked into really comprehensively on this front are greenwashing in this regard. And that is, of course, where brands or products are marketed as sustainable while those companies don't actually follow through 
on um, those I- ideals. So it's a yeah, it's sort of like a marketing ploy, which is difficult. So basically, <laughs> the super funds. Um, it gets kind of complicated. So the super funds are they're not they're not necessarily lying, but they can be misrepresenting stuff. And so this has got regulators worried. So. Uh, clearly not great. Um, so ASIC Australian Securities Investment Commission noted in July that 86% quote, 86% of Australians expect their superannuation or other investments to be invested responsibly and ethically. So that's a huge mm, proportion a of people. Yeah. Good. yeah, we're all just, it's good, but it's sort of like, uh, I don't know if the want is lining up with the what's actually happening. Right. And um, so now ASIC is looking to uh, conduct a new review to sort of assess how closely the super funds practices align with their sort of ethical and sustainable promotion strategy. Mm. And it might be sort of like um, uh, to a degree, it's sort of how, how things are, are labeled in regards to that, like the standards where you can say, yeah, we do this. So therefore we can put sustainable on our banner, but it might actually be that regulation needs to change around that. So that's super interesting um and what it means sort of for i guess the everyday aussie who isn't a super fun marketing manager or legal team member so most um, people yeah most people i mean there'd be a few of them i might not mean a a whole lot but hopefully yeah if um after the asic review happens if some strict stricter standards around sort of defining what ethical and sustainable investments um should be uh then um, I've lost my train of thought, but I shall continue. But basically it means, <laughs> yeah, hopefully that'll be clearer and so people will be able to invest more uh, in what they want to get out of uh, the world and sustainability. So, yeah, I gaffed it, but I reckon that's about it. So it's no, we eh, love eventually that. a good thing. <laughs> it, it, more information and more following through with uh, their messaging, um, you know, mm. it makes sense and yeah. hopefully, you, yeah. you know. That improves, definitely. Um, so maybe not good now, but maybe good later. Exactly. That's right. Uh, my piece, uh, well, first piece of the day, I should say, is actually on a similar topic, not about superannuation and not about the environment, but it does have something to do with regulation. Um, and honestly, it's mm. pretty interesting stuff, which is why uh, why we're talking about today. So this is a story from a couple of weeks back, but we thought it was important enough to bring, uh, bring back again, bring mm. back from the dead. Um, and it basically... It revolves around an ad from buy now, pay later provider Afterpay. Everyone's heard of Afterpay, been in the news Big a lot boy. of late. Yep. Yep. Um, and this ad uh, features uh, Aussie actor Rebel Wilson, who I know from back in the day from Fat Pizza, but I believe she's had quite a successful <laughs> career since then as well. Uh, do you uh, know so this Rebel yeah. Wilson, Liv? I believe I do. Mm. Lots of singing and dancing type roles that I always appreciate. Love a good musical. Excellent. Well, (laughs) the ad which she featured in for Afterpay uh, has courted a little bit of controversy, a bit of a backlash uh, from consumer advocates who said that it didn't adequately represent the nature of the financial product, that product being Mm. Buy Now Pay Letter. So, Liv, have you actually seen this ad? 
Uh, yes, I had a little squiz of it, but remind me of what happens in okay. it because it was hours ago. So I've I've watched this like 10 times now. So basically mm. uh, the video um, has Rebel Wilson um, talking to a number of people, including a child, about the kind of simplicity mm. and the convenience of buy now, pay later. You know, it's an ad. It's an ad plugging up to me. Um, but, yeah. you know, without really communicating any of the potential risks involved like late fees or the potential impact it could have on someone's credit score um and Mm -hmm. in the scene which does feature a child there is a disclaimer in very small font about the potential fees but it's not kind of explicitly stated by rebel um Mm. You know, and hey, everyone's also kind of being drawn away from the tiny text and towards the charisma of Wilson as well, right? So it's a, you know, that's a little mm. bit hard to see. I didn't see it for the first few times, so there you go. Um, and as I said, it's copped. The ad has copped a wee bit of flack because of this. So, in a statement, uh, Financial Counselling Australia, who are a not-for-profit advocacy group in the financial services space. Mm. Um, their chief executive, Fiona Guthrie, said it minimizes the risks of using buy now, pay later products. And the fact that she, Wilson, is talking to a young child explaining a credit product is very disturbing. And Ooh, disturbing. Yes, yeah, quite, uh, quite hard hitting. And in that same mm-hmm. statement, the uh, FCA pointed to a recent NAB report, which found that nearly one in five Australians have buy now, pay later debt which rises to kind of, uh, sorry, rises to 26% um, among 18 Mm. to 29-year-olds. Not surprising. Later, Guthrie also made the point um, that promoting a credit product to a child is kind of not really cool uh, since uh, since under-18s aren't actually able to hold afterpay accounts. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like in a beer ad, like, giving a kid a beer That's right. <laughs> okay, i guess um she said uh in a late in a later statement it would not be acceptable to explain the benefits of personal loans or credit cards to children in an advertisement and it should not be acceptable in this case um mm. and then in their own statement following the criticism an afterpay spokesman said the scene that includes a child and a parent is a humorous way for Afterpay to demonstrate the simplicity and transparency of our product, especially when compared with much more expensive and risky products such as credit cards. But apparently <laughs> the ad has since been pulled. So there you go. It was Too a much drama. storm in a bottle, which is now over apparently. But it's also worth pointing out that Afterpay isn't alone here. Um, other buy now, pay later services and other financial products too have you know, previously come in for kind of similar criticism. So I think it's important to say that. Um, anyway, mm. what does this mean for you, um, aside from being just a little kind of spicy bit of drama? Um, it's a reminder, I guess, to always read the fine print, especially when it comes to financial products where you are borrowing money on credit. Um, mm. You know, just because always. it says zero interest, it doesn't mean that means zero cost. Um, so, yeah, important list to take away. Mm. And, you know, also it raised for me, why are there so many B-grade and, you know, possibly lower-grade celebrities advertising financial <laughs> products? It's weird. I don't know. Hey, Is that weird? Look, Luke? Rebel's pretty big. She's like Hollywood level now. I wouldn't call her B-grade. She's on red carpets. Yeah. Maybe if they that, still does existed. That, does that mean A-grade? Yeah. You're not watching enough, like, uh, rom-coms and and kind of like 
movies aimed at teens, I think, told yeah, me to get true. more into yeah, it. Yeah, uh, probably, probably <laughs> beyond their dem- demographic now, right? You know what I love is Snoop Dogg's song for Menu Log. Oh, man. I've never actually used Menu Log, but I know that song. That drives me so, insane. Yeah. I'm wondering how <laughs> cringe he felt doing that ad. Like, or was, or just thinking was about he the loving big it? Dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, <laughs> just the dollar signs. <laughs> anyway, um, but, <laughs> what do you got for us? <laughs> I'm moving away from, yeah, dollar signs and uh, to undies, mm. Bonds undies, very specifically. I'm wearing Bonds but undies not- right now. <laughs> Oh, lovely! Yeah, look, they're they're everywhere. We've all, I've got, I've probably got a pair. Um, but it's not so much about the cool duds themselves. Um, rather, it's about a bit of mental health relief during what's beginning to feel like a very never-ending lockdown and, yeah, just state of complete pandemic. So I feel like you're about to say that Bonds are advocating (laughs) go just free balling during lockdown. Is is that what we're? (laughs) They're like, look. No one needs any pants anymore. We, <laughs> yeah, we just do everything from the shoulders up. That's you're how at home, we all work. You don't need to wear pants. <laughs> don't support our brand. No, um, we could use it to I don't know clean things. No, but um, what they're actually doing, what they've done is I'm um, just on this Monday past. Uh, Bonds actually closed its support and distribution centres just to give all of their staff in in this uh, section of the business just a bit of a mental health day off, which oh, is very nice. That's brilliant. It's um. It's lovely. It's not necessarily huge news by itself, but it is interesting um, to see in a series of like lots of companies doing various things as, um, yeah, the uh, pandemic sort of ramps up again, 2021 style. So others are implementing really similar initiatives to sort of get staff through lockdowns and and all of the turmoil that's mm-hmm. happening. So a lot of COVID care packages, places like doing specific uh, like snacks and treats, or well, they're all going off, they're booming. Oh, and um, even the old... Yeah, even the old banks are getting involved. I thought that was a bit relevant to our area of interest. Mm. So it's interesting to see what they're doing. So NAB and Combank are both giving um, 10 additional days of pandemic leave, which I think is pretty interesting, like on an annual level. And it's for if you need to do COVID-related things, like if you need to isolate and can't necessarily work as easily, if you need to go get tested or vaccinated or if you need to do things for um, homeschooling while your kids are at home and otherwise would have been, yeah, in, in school. So that's kind of good. And then, yeah. yeah, And then another, another big bank Westpac is giving out a random hundred dollar spending vouchers to their staff to just like go and spend on stuff. Um, (laughs) Plus similar, similarly an extra two days off of sort of like personal or carers leave for uh, kid related things. Um, So yeah, kind of like a, a, fair amount of time which is pretty nice to see and then a few other financy companies um are specifically offering casual workers which i think is really good um paid leave or extra holiday leave to go and get vaccinated so i think that's pretty good so yeah domain zip and athena home loans of all um uh, among the the places doing that and then very specifically new south wales specific we also we are we are reporting from new south wales i thought this was kind of kind of good kind of funny the new south wales like state public sector workers uh can now access access two hours of covid vaccine leave two hours two hours which you know that's uh it's enough time potentially to get to the appointment very specific i would want um maybe two and a half i mean (laughs) i I definitely sat in a doctor's office for longer than one hour to get my first shot so i feel like that might not be enough but hey good on him for doing something rather than nothing having a go yeah. and um yeah so basically for everyone out there listening 
what it means is that if you haven't heard announcements like these from your employer, um, it could really be worth asking about sort of schemes for extra mental health leave or flexibility to um, yeah, go and get vaccinations or figure out various COVID-relevant activities into your work week, uh, especially if it means otherwise you'd be foregoing pay. So that's really important. Um, there could be one in place or you could like pr- you asking could prompt them to, you know, introduce some extra support, which is always good in these trying times yeah go oh. look after yourself man like you gotta you gotta look after yourself look yeah after your own <laughs> needs so good on those companies and yeah i think people should definitely ask the question at least at this time right mm. never hurts to ask definitely um my final news topic for the day is quite uh unserious is unserious a word i don't, mm, don't think it is it's I'll not as that. serious as uh the talks we've done so far um and i i'd like to a good news story Liv. that was that was really nice um this is sports news and i this is just an opportunity for me to shoehorn something that i like talking about into <gasps> the episode um and just to force that upon you Liv. so i, I hope you're Great. ready to this so you may have heard, you may not have heard, that arguably the greatest football player of all time, a man named Lionel Messi, um, who you've actually Ooh. already admitted that you've never heard of, right, Liv? Yeah, look, I saw a picture of him and I was like, who dat? I just, <laughs> no, I I died Sorry. No, that's fine. No, I, I, I get it. No, I don't get it, actually, but hey, what can I we do? I like tennis. <laughs> Tennis is good. Tennis is good. Anyway, uh, Mr. Messi recently signed for French club Paris Saint-Germain. And if you're unaware, football players in Europe, um, they make a lot of money. Too much money, uh, to be honest. So according (laughs) to the Evening Standard, which is a British newspaper, Messi will be paid a one-off signing fee of 25 million euros. So that's 40 million Australian dollars. Yep. Plus, he'll get an annual salary of 35 million euros, <laughs> which is 55 million Australian dollars-ish. Um, and then you just retire, then you stop. That'll that's do. It. That's, that's it. That's heaps. I mean, if you think about it, there's 52 weeks in a year and he's getting paid more than a million dollars a week. So, Holy moly. It's a lot of money. Uh, frankly, oh, it's an sport. absurd amount of money. Yeah, exactly, sport. Um so that was interesting, but the really interesting thing that caught our eye was the that part of his signing on fee is reportedly, or actually it's been confirmed by the club, is going to be made mm. up of cryptocurrency, which Ooh. is not something that I'd heard of before. I don't know. Did you when you last negotiated your contract live, did you get a cryptocurrency offer with it? Look, I, I don't know if when I last ago to negotiated my contract I knew what cryptocurrency was. So <laughs> <laughs> new to finance but here i am now I'm you are somewhere. you know what to ask for next time so uh yeah. so, so paris saint germain uh they didn't say exactly what percentage of his signing on bonus would be made of cryptocurrency but it mm. supposedly is going to be significant um mm. and now he's not going to get bitcoin he's not going to get ethereum he'll be getting paris saint germain's own cryptocurrency which is called i think it's technically it's called paris saint germain fan tokens mm. interesting name but there you go um like other cryptocurrencies these, these can be bought and you know with regular old government issued currency australian dollars euros whatever mm-hmm. um and they can be traded on exchanges uh, like other cryptocurrencies um they also share similarities in terms of the volatility which they're subject to which is a lot um however fan tokens which are 
specifically created by individual sporting clubs like PSG, they also allow their holders to you know access um, special club content and games, um, as well as apparently some very minor input in club decisions, uh, which is mm. interesting to me. Um, so yeah, it's a decision like win, <laughs> win at the game. <laughs> The decision is let's pay our players less money and let's get some I don't know hot dogs into the like snack stands. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, I, I don't but know how much input they'd have. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it weird. Interesting. I wonder if they just like they just didn't have the money to pay him or like this is something else we have. You know, you can choose this yeah. or you can choose I don't know. You get a lifetime concession <laughs> for yeah hot dogs at the at the stadium. Yeah. They're like, we've got heaps of socks and, and, and soccer balls. Would you, <laughs> you like them as part of the contract? <laughs> nah, yeah. nah, no, something tells me they've got the cash. So. I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what does this uh, kind of irreverent piss and use mean for you? Uh, not a lot, um, unless you uh, have the opportunity to, to get better at soccer. So, or football, I should say. So uh, so you can get as good as Messi and, and make some crypto on the side. So there you go. Yeah. Might have to head over to the AEU, which might be happening anytime soon. Nope. But uh, you know, you learn something new every day. I'm glad you Potential have career lived. paths. I'm glad you know who Messi <laughs> is now. That's good. I'm probably gonna forget his name because while it's not spelt messy, as in like dirty, I'm just gonna think that every time I hear it, and I'll just forget that he was a person. But whatever, that's that's probably enough sports news for me. <laughs> Never really sinks in. Sorry about that. I'll probably leave you to your football slash soccer research tom at this point uh, i reckon that's fair enough Liv. you're just like my girlfriend in that respect so it's uh it's understandable (laughs) uh we should probably wrap things up for the day though uh but we will be back with you uh same time same uh two places um Mm -hmm. next week to unpack even more fun finance news and the big headlines Mm-hmm. And until then, as always, you can catch us on the socials or catch up on old Finance Burrito episodes yeah. if you're stuck inside. There's a bunch of sort of forever relevant stuff in our last two seasons. Three, actually, all of them forever relevant. We're great at making stuff like that. Um, yeah, about digital finance, ethical banking, debt, all the different kinds of things you might want to learn about. So, yeah, take advantage of the time we've got. Lots of pearls of wisdom in there. Lots of good chats. Mm-hmm. You know, sandwich a couple of these episodes between some episodes about Billy the Kid or whatever Wild West kind of train you're <laughs> jumping on. And that's my suggestion. Indeed. Anyway, anyway uh, once again, a big thank you to the Burrito Backstage Department, including our researcher Ella, our social media creator Rihanna, and of course, our lovely producer Claire. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Ladles. Just remember, as Mozo Riders, we're providing general financial product information. So we're not taking into account your specific financial situation, needs, or personal objectives. We are not recommending any specific product to you. The best advice we can give is for you to make your own financial decisions and seek out independent advice. This podcast was brought to you by mozo.com.au.